Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so glad you are joining us on this February day. I just want to say thank the Lord that January is over. Whew, he, the, king, the king is on the throne. This is the first February Why Though episode. And we are talking about why everyone has something to teach us though. As we adult, we will find that it is better to be a learner than a critical bump on a log you know because we that's all i could think and i was trying to think of appropriate words so that's what came out thanks for laughing ashley i'm glad oh, you were it's really fantastic <laughs> it was really fantastic fantastic you know what i think of fantastic when my kid gets those stickers on his spelling test god totally. bless him he might have only got two right but he still gets the fantastic sticker and i'm so that's thankful right. for that good work good work everybody gets a trophy these days like you know the what say okay boomer <laughs> We love y'all. We're playing. <laughs> oh, you you feisty today. Somebody, how many cups of coffee have you had, Ashley? Be I'm on my third at oh, 1 p.m. At one. Yes. Oh, that's acceptable. That is acceptable to Ooh. me. I find that completely yes. appropriate. I'm on number two, it and is it is me. 10 a.m. for me due to the time change. <laughs> yeah. All right, listeners, we really want to talk today about why truly someone in your world or someone you don't know up close and personal has something to teach you because i think so many of us have this excuse that like oh i don't have someone who is a positive voice in my life or i don't have somebody who really has gone the distance for me or i don't have somebody to teach me that whether Mm -hmm. it be financial literacy or whether it be how to change the oil in your car or more important things like how to be a kind human, you know, like all of these things that matter. For many of us, we didn't have parents who were a positive voice. And so it is on us to figure out how to adult. And, you know, everybody makes fun of those adulting classes that people are taking. But I think that there's some value to that. Because if you didn't know, I remember, Ashley, this is a true story before I tell you this. <laughs> I never knew. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Listeners, I want you to know that I am a functioning human being and I can take care before I tell you the story because it is so embarrassing. I never knew. <clears throat> Once I say this, I can't take it back. So I'm just, I'm here. I'm all here. I never knew that you had to change oil in your car ever. Mm. Oh, you know, what? this happened to me too as a teenager and I blew up a transmission. Is this what you're about to say? This is what because I'm about this, to say. I literally did that at 17 years old. Well, thanks for stealing my thunder. I do appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> I really do, truly, because it was I just feel so, I'm so not alone. That someone else did this. <laughs> so no one ever told me that that was part of life. Yeah, no, no same. So Everyone's I was like, "You're an idiot." I'm like, "What?" I know. I'm like, I didn't know. I had no idea. I <laughs> when I started dating my husband, I had 16,000 miles on my car since my last oil change. Hmm. Mm. And people, you know, you're supposed to get those changed like every 3,000 miles. And he was like, let's go get that sorted out right now. If I wouldn't have 
the sugar daddy who really wanted to marry me, I'm not sure I would have gotten my oil changed. Listen, sister, that's horribly unfair because I, I know. blew my engine up to, well, first of all, I didn't get married until I was 30. So that's number one. Number two, literally, I blew my engine up two hours from my house. And when I had to call my dad, he was like, what is wrong with you for real? Like, <laughs> it was the whole thing. I had to call a tow truck. No one ever so told me. Apparently, it was my job. You know, when would I have that. ever come across some sort of literature that instructed me that tells you to do that. such things? No, correct. People. They don't teach that in home ec. You know, nobody's no. teaching the girls that. And y'all know we if you listen shop, a few you know? episodes, we didn't take shop. Wait, I don't. I think you meant to say like <laughs> auto shop. But it's okay. No, it's called shop in the south, and you take it and you learn to work on cars and also build things. It's amazing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Most high schools have those separated in two different categories. It's oh. auto shop and wood shop, but that's okay. Nah, that's fine. Nah, nah, nah. All in one. All in you one. guys had that as a one foul swoop? That was of a course. busy syllabus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I doubt it had a syllabus for the record. <laughs> I mean, Moorhead High School was not trying to have a syllabus, okay? That they didn't just, happen. They're just trying to make sure you graduated. With shoes Correct. on your feet and a vision for what's next. There you go. <laughs> Maybe just shoes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, but but we have a point, and I had no we idea do. that we were united on this front. So we are. I feel less like an idiot thanks to you. So I don't know if that's what you wanted to do today, but you made me feel like you know what, listeners, if you are a woman between the ages of fifth, when you were between the ages of fifteen and twenty-five and or thirty. Did you pull up a transmission? Because you could join our club. There is space for you at the table. (laughs) There really is. So you are not alone. And the rest of you who are like, these girls are idiots. You're not wrong. You're not (laughs) totally wrong. Okay, so let's go down this rabbit hole. What else did you not know about adulting? For me, financial literacy, I never Mm -hmm. knew about compound interest on a credit card. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't understand why I had 600, I owed $600 on a credit card at the age of, I don't know, let's say 23, who knows. And my boyfriend, again, same person who put oil in my car. Sweet, sweet marriage. Who is now the father of my children. He said, you have... Do you, do you want me to explain? He said it so nicely. He was not condescending in the least. He's like, oh, if you don't pay it, like if you pay just the minimum 25 I said, I'm paying the $25 every month. Why Why is it that number growing? I don't understand. And he said, oh, unless you pay it off every month, that interest. And it was like, <laughs> it's like 17.9% mm-hmm. interest. Totally. Oh, sis, I had no freaking me either it was the same and i got i remember getting like three credit cards at one time not realizing that i'd have to like pay it back because they really did make it seem like it's free money it's like come get a t-shirt come get this and i was like yeah i need to buy my books let's do that you know predatory lending absolutely credit cards at once totally it was horrible and i really didn't know i remember getting the first bill and thinking wait what like it's not even discounted in fact i owe more than what i actually spent and like really having to take a moment to be like what is happening not to mention most of the people in my life at that time had their parents credit card and so i like they also didn't have a clue about anything or how the world works so i'm just like this is so tough so yeah financial literacy was a big thing my mom did do well about talking about budget so we knew like you're not getting air jordans you're not getting you know so we 
knew yeah. we didn't have resource to do certain things. But then I also didn't know, like with my minimum wage job, how would I raise more money? Even though I'm working like 30 hours a week, it's still not enough. Right. And I'm going to school. How do I make more money? So a credit card seemed like a really good idea. And I had never seen a budget before ever in my life until I was in um, my early 20s. Like I think when I was 23, I ended up nannying and living with a family and they were financial advisors. And so I came home with lattes. I've talked about this before, but I came home with lattes almost every day. And so he did the math very quickly. He's like, Miss Ash, do you know if you put, if you spent X amount of money, if you put that money every single week in a money market account, this is what it would be when you're like 65. And I was like, wait, what? Come again? And so they were the first people to actually show me a budget. And they would record everything they spent every day and dropped off receipts at the counter. It was like their first, within their first 15 minutes at home, that's what they did. So that was my first time seeing a budget was when I was like 23 years old. Isn't that crazy? And how beautiful that they, I mean, obviously they took it upon themselves more than you seeking it out, but you yeah. had somebody to help you quite literally adult, right? Yes. Not a noun, but a verb. And so as we talk about this, what a great example, Ashley. And I know you've shared that before, but we can all have a reminder that those sweet financial advisors told you to stop. What mm -hmm. do you have, like a venti drip with some cream or did you go fancy? And get oh, a back then, I mean, I was like barely on coffee. So I'm sure I was like buying a $6 mocha every day or something. Right. You know what I mean? I wasn't like $2 coffee. It was legit like $6 a day. Don't you love that? <laughs> like the, the younger I was, I was having like, yeah, like a white chocolate mocha with like finished off with caramel totally. sauce. Literally just diabetes yes, just in a disgusting. Starbucks cup. And now I'm yes. like, yeah, give me your dark drip. Maybe a splash of cream. I'm like, 100% same. P.S. Can I just complain? This is, I'm going to sound like an old fart. I just have to say, when I worked at Starbucks once upon a time, many moons, perhaps around, you know, <clears throat> 15 years ago, it was $2 for like a grande drip uh -huh. that included your tax. Included, yep. that was tax included. Yep. I got a short, not even a tall, but a short mm -hmm. drip. It was $2.45. I said, excuse me? I know. $2.45 yes. for, for a short. That's like the kid's cup, y'all. That's like a kid's hot chocolate size. Yep. Oh. Yep. For a cup of co Okay. Well, here we go. Let's, I know. We're on the adulting series. It seems like the appropriate time to complain about this. I agree. The and likelihood thing, of somebody who works at Starbucks HQ listening to this is probably higher than we think. So I'm just yes. going to stop talking about it. But if anyone wants to take that to the higher ups, I understand. Yes. If you'd <laughs> like to send emails on behalf of our podcast, we're into that. <laughs> yes, We can get a petition going. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing I did not learn hmm. that I needed to learn was about health and wellness. And I remember Ooh, my yeah. boss, when I was in my uh, mid twenties, you know, she had had, she was going through cancer treatments. And so I was learning a ton about health and learning a ton about what it meant to, to drink water that would actually hydrate you, what it meant yeah. to, you know, what probiotics were, what vitamins were. Like I was learning a ton about how to care for my body. And she invited me to um, take a woman who had been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And I drove her down to Tijuana where there was like a, a clinic that she was going to be going to like a holistic care clinic because she was in stage four breast, breast cancer. And I took her there. And while I was there, the doctor just said to me, Hey, you know what, while you're here, can I test like your alkaline acidic levels? And let's like, look at a few things since you're here with me. And I was like, sure, let's do that. Ooh. And he tested my levels and I was more acidic in my body than a stage four cancer patient. And he was like, if you don't <gasps> get that. Yeah. He was like, if you don't get this under control, this is very dangerous. He's like, 
like most likely you're probably having too much caffeine and not matching it with enough water. You probably eat a lot of protein like red meats. And he just named off a couple of things that I absolutely was doing. And I was like, yeah. And also as a personal trainer at the time. So for me, like, you know, high protein diets, like, you know, that kind of thing was, was really supreme. And I didn't know enough about holistic care and health. And so I began to start testing my body every day for alkalinity or acidic, because when your body's acidic, you can breed cancer quickly, more quickly, when your body is feeding on sugar and feeding on all these different things. Anyway, that was a really powerful moment for me because it was like, wow, it's not just what you think is healthy, but also how does your body respond to what you're putting inside of it? You know, and some of the things I had learned that were healthy, whether it was diet foods or, you know, sweet and low and like all those types of things that I thought were so healthy, turns out were actually things that that could potentially be killing me. Right. And so that was a really good adulting lesson that God gave me through, you know, the difficulties of another person and this very kind doctor who just invited me, you know, to, to test a few things while I was there. And so I thought that was a really good, like, adulting moment. So I think God is faithful to supply us with the things that we need because when you're growing up, no parents can ever give their kids everything they need to know. Like certainly at this moment, I am not giving my kids everything they need. (laughs) And I think that's kind of our point with adulting is that you don't get everything you need. And that's part of being an adult is that you have to go get the things that you need. (laughs) Yeah, I think going on, thank you for that story. I am so moved by that. I want to go find out my alkaline and or acidity. It's um, important. And I'll say two, one more thing about that. I'm so yeah, sorry. Definitely. Two years later, we found a, a melanoma on my breast. Mm. And so I had to have a massive surgery to have this melanoma removed. And the doctor said to me, six months later, and we would be doing radiation and chemo. Like, it's very good that you came and got this checked out right now. And so I think it's just like health is so important. And I, t- I personally take it for granted way too often. Same. Same. I want to piggyback on that and just say this idea of health especially when you think of lifestyle diet food i didn't even know what a carb was ashley when i was like right. 16 17 i just didn't sure. know anything like protein yeah. like no clue what nutrition looked like no clue um you know i grew up on top ramen and um what's that like rice aroni and stovetop whatever um and so i just had no idea protein or the value of vegetable nothing like no Mm -hmm. idea of anything and so i think that in every area of our life we can totally use our childhood as an excuse or we can think Hmm. okay i have one life no matter what age i am if you're in your 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s we know we have listeners of all ages and stages But what can we do now to pursue health and wholeness in all areas, whether that is in our finances, whether that is in our health, whether that is in our relationships, whether that is in our leadership, whether that is in uh, trauma from the past, Mm. whatever it may be, adulting looks like learning how to grow. It looks like walking in the fullness and learning how to grow and finding people that you can learn from. That might be an in-person mentor that you can have coffee with if that is something you have access to or a resource in your life. That might look like getting a book from the library and learning. Both Ashley and I are voracious readers, Mm -hmm. and it is the greatest way that I have been able to grow um, in every area of my life. And Mm -hmm. I just... You know, both my husband and I had very different upbringings, like many of us do in mm-hmm. relationships, and especially with the partner who lives in our home. And not, I think that just we just can get hung up on like, oh, well, I've never done that before. 
I've never done that before. Therefore, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to learn at someone else's feet. Maybe because I just I disagree with them or because I don't like them or right. because I don't feel like I'm on their same level. Therefore, yeah. I have nothing to learn. They're too far past me. Mm. I think when we can be a learner, um, mm-hmm. you know, my youth pastor growing up, he was an in- incredible influence in my life and is still very much influenced. I don't make a major life decision without calling him hmm. here these 20 years later. Um and one thing he always said to me, he said, the greatest, greatest thing you can be is teachable. Be teachable. I love that. He's like, Gosh, everything so else is second to being teachable. Mm, and I was like, man, oh. that's so beautiful. And that was so drilled into me. He's like, you have something to learn from the waiter at your table at P.F. Chang's. Come on. You have something to learn from someone you don't like. You have something Come to on. learn from someone you disagree with. You have something to learn from someone you adore. There yeah. is every day is a learning opportunity. And uh, one of the things I've shared this with you listeners before is um, at night during dinner, we often ask our kids, what did you learn today? And yeah. it doesn't. It can be on a Saturday when they've just been playing Legos all day. What did you learn? What did you learn about the people around you? What did you learn about life? What did you, you, you learned something today? What is it? What can you reflect on? What can we move from our subconscious to our conscious mind and into our long term yes. memory? Because this life is so full of opportunity, and I think yes. that there are skills that we lack, whether they're emotional, spiritual, basic skills that we lack, and when we can um, invite others to help us shortcut that distance by how they've maneuvered and learned in their lives, I think we're better for it. Oh, it's so powerful. I love everything about what you're saying and I have a deep abiding passion on this. And Cody and I preached on communication this past Sunday. And I loved this quote that he shared because he was talking about what you're talking about when it comes to learning from others. And it's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And and Mm. it says, he said, every person I meet is in some way my superior and I can learn from him. (gasps) And I thought that's so powerful because I do think that we don't give enough attention to the things in our life that we can learn from. And if you are a know-it all, if you will, and we all are that way in some yeah. some way, shape, or form. Of course, we're all coming out of that. But if you don't assume that you have something to learn from your waiter, and you don't assume that you have something to learn from a teacher that you may or may not respect, I mean, I can learn things from people even though they're doing crazy things. I'm like, Come that on. is, I'm learning what I don't want to do. Yeah, I'm learning yeah. who I don't want to be. I'm learning how I don't want to treat people. And I have, you know, also I've I've learned from those lessons sometimes even more so than the good ones, to be honest with you. And so I think it's really important for us to go. I really. Can't can learn something from everyone and no matter what their skin color, no matter what their economic bracket, no matter their gender, there is something I can learn from this person and maybe they're in my path because God wants me to learn something from them. Maybe they have a little key to my growth. Maybe they have a little key to my healing that's really, really important. And so I'm so passionate about what you shared. Thank you for saying that because I think that's a huge part in growing and adulting is learning to learn from all the people that God puts in our path. Ashley, you really... um you make time and room and margin, and you set aside money for this so well. Listeners, you might not know, but both Ashley and her husband, Cody, about once a year, they pursue some sort of continued education in their in their field of work. So if it's speaking, mm-hmm. I know Ashley is part of a speakers collective out of mm-hmm. Toronto, I believe. And mm-hmm. Cody uh, went and learned from Ruth Haley Barton, the godmother yep. of yes. the practice of silence spiritual and solitude. Yeah, yeah, spiritual formation. I just... <laughs> You really modeled that for me. If you want to invest in Mm -hmm. yourself, it costs money and it takes time and a lot of organization to make sure everything else is functioning, but it's Mm. always worth it. I think um, 
And I remember, goodness, 10 years ago, you were going and sitting at the feet of Joyce Meyer or whoever mm-hmm. in that season of life. You're like, I need, I, I'm learning. Yep. Who has that? Where can I go and how can I get it? And I think that tenacity yes. and audacity and willingness um, truly is what forms us and makes us. I think that refusing to to really get up and do the thing is a setback. Actually, I should have one little story to share on this and it. Yes. Um, it just reminded me how much we need to have um, a rhythm of learning in our life and being willing to have someone who we feel comfortable teaching us, whether it is somebody we know personally or someone far away. On Christmas Day, we went to some friend's house for Christmas dinner. And after maybe an hour, um, the teenage boys of this couple, um, one of them, he said, oh, I'm going to go down to the basketball courts down at the elementary school, which was just down the hill from where they live. And he was willing to take all the kids, my kids, some other kids that were there. And I'm thinking like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> I trust this kid. He's a sweet, sweet 17-year-old boy who loves my kids. Yeah. My kids adore him. In fact, for Kingston's birthday, he said he wanted to go to Chick-fil-A and he wanted to invite Ashton, this 17-year-old oh, boy, to come play with him. He just so adores him so much. Yes. So, um, and Jericho refused to go and he, and he was just so frustrated with me. He said, I just don't want to go. And then he was mad because all the other kids he was playing with wanted to go. And so then he didn't get his way and he lost all of his buddies that he was just playing tag with or whatever he was playing. And I said, why? He's like, cause I don't know how to play basketball. And I'm like, well, Ashton's the perfect person to teach you and he's going to have patience for you. And all the other kids are younger. I'm sure they're all learning too. And he was just so adamant that I can't do it because I don't know how. And I'm like, well, we all got to start somewhere. And I think that that defiance we have as a kid when we don't want to appear a novice, we take that into adulthood where we Mm. don't want to even start because we don't know how. Mm. And I think that vulnerability and humility to take the first step of learning something new, I think is, um, can feel just so daunting and just exhausting, to be honest with you. But there is something yeah. beautiful to being a novice and learning and being willing. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, there's a humility to it. There's a humility to it that's so necessary. And so mm-hmm. often we can look at people and be like, I want what they have. Right. I want what they have so badly. How did they do that? Right. They chose to learn and they had a yeah. teachable spirit and they consumed any uh, information on that topic to get where they are today. Yeah. That's it's exactly not rocket right. science. That's it. And we talk so often, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of our shows where we talk about just the consistency of showing up and just continuing to be on the grind and continuing to learn and the grit that it takes to be in this world today, because that's really it, Tiff, like to not be afraid to fail, to keep showing up, to keep learning, to keep growing. That really is the best part of adulting. And before we end our show today, I wanted to read an incredible review on our podcast from Ellie Jett Denyer. And she says this, a sharpening friend. She says, the authenticity between the two of you is a marvelous platform for listeners to experience. Personally, I'm encouraged by the way you two encourage each other. You guys highlight the big things and the small things while leveling the value of pausing on all of it. I always share these with friends and family and good conscience, knowing that the substance and content is going to offer something relatable. Oh my gosh. Ellie, thank thank you. you so much for doing that. And listeners, thank you for all the reviews that you write, for going and rating us on iTunes is huge in helping people find the show and we love spending our weeks with you we sure do can't wait to see you next week bye 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 hey listeners remember to subscribe and comment it helps others to find the show 
To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.